Welcome back to Pop Culture Failure, where we watch things about culture and then we talk about it. I'm Sky. And I am Jake. We're still watching the Mighty Ducks animated series. We are. We're dangerously close to the end. Yeah. Four more after this, everyone. You're almost there. Yeah. And this episode is entitled The Iced Ducks Cometh. Which is obviously Sky, a pun. It's a play on iced tea. Right? Yep. That's it. it. You nailed it. I got it. Yeah, I, I know it's a play, but I have no other information about that play. With Iceman coming? Yeah. yeah I, don't know, I don't know anything. I don't think it's about the Marvel Comics character Iceman. No, I don't believe so, but... Which is why I never actually looked into it, because why would I care? There absolutely must be an Iceman story called the Iceman Cometh. There sure. couldn't not be. It's I mean, he had his own comic for a spell. I, if I had, to, there is one episode where Iceman is in the '90s X-Men series, and I guarantee you that's the title. It's so weird to me that, like, in that show, people like Iceman have an episode. Yeah, like he seems like such an integral part to the X-Men to me. As a founding member, yeah, member, yeah. Or like Nightcrawler only has one episode. Uh, the Iceman cometh is a play by Eugene O'Neill, uh, from nineteen thirty-nine. It's about a salesman, probably. It was written in 1939. It was first published in 1946. I think all plays back then were about salesmen. That's that's the only thing you could be. Yeah. If you weren't in a factory, you were out selling stuff. And then you got to be a soldier. Well, it has prostitutes. The, the plot summary <laughs> is very long, so I'll read it later. But Sounds good. Here we are. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and say that this episode is exactly like the play. Yeah, there are two prostitutes in this. <laughs> so we open up on a planetarium. I mean, those guys are whores for us. We'll sure. Uh, they need the lens for an undisclosed reason at this point. We get to see Wrath, the wizard, using a teeny tiny screwdriver. It's great. It's my favorite part. It's very silly. Remind me at the end when you ask me about Star Wars. <laughs> sure. So, uh, three ducks come running in. It's Nosedive, Wildway, and Tanya. They have come to stop the theft of this giant lens from a telescope. There are so many things on Earth that are compatible with these alien technologies that can be used for such nefarious things. I feel like as Earthlings, we should just get it together and, and combine our big giant lenses, our weird crystals that we use, our various machines to, to create some sort of, you know, dragon fighting, space faring, science fiction-esque machine. Because I think we can... Agreed. We should make a giant megazord. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Yes. <laughs> doesn't matter what I'm saying, that's what you think I'm saying. That's what I hear you Anytime say. I that's say. what I hear anyone say at any point. If you're not talking about Megazords, then you're saying how, God damn, I wish Pokemon were real. <laughs> I'm like, same, man. Uh, but yeah, it is weird how easily they can adapt our primitive human technology for their space yeah. dragon stuff. Every week, there's, a, there's another one. Yeah. The ducks are like, hey, we're going to stop you from doing the bad thing you're doing. And then CGL's, well, say hello to my little friend. You know, like that movie about a drug dealer who murdered a bunch of folks? Seems like some of the dragons would like. Yeah, but like, are kids getting that? Or are they just, they probably heard that quote in passing. For sure. And think it's funny. Also, at this point, I'm sure Animaniacs was out, so they mm. were like, oh, and look. Animaniacs people, could do it. Yeah, people like when you quote. Uh, really old, obscure references. <laughs> yeah. It's just not as charming here. Yeah. And the little friend he's referring to is actually like a 12-foot-tall robot that looks like the Predator. Yes. But is colored like one of the dragon robots. It's all red and stuff. But it's got a Predator face. And, uh, I don't know, like, 60% of it is guns. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a good call. They're finally, they're finally making advancements. Uh, and the ducks are in suitably uh, a little intimidated, but they start shooting pucks at it, and their pucks don't work. And then the dragon pulls out, like, 18 guns and shoots yeah, at them. His fingers fucking turn to guns. He's got arm guns, chest guns, shoulder guns. Yeah, there's two guns where his boobs would be. There's two that come out from his shoulder blades. There's rockets on his wrists, and each finger turns into a gun. And when they're not guns, they're razor blades. Yes. Pretty formidable. Uh, the he, ducks run out of the way so they don't get all of them at once as well, which is yeah, great. Yeah, why start off slow? Go yeah. all in. So the ducks run away, obviously. Um, and outside, uh, Duke is just hanging out in the arrow wing. 
and uh, they're like, we could probably shoot shoot it with guns from the arrow wing, and that'd be okay. Um, I mean, it's a it's a logical thought. Yeah. So they shoot rockets at it. Turns out its eyes are also guns. Yep. <laughs> I mean, it's a really good way to shoot what you're looking at. Sure is. Like, I'm always amazed at how frequently Cyclops misses in these com- or in these <laughs> cartoons. It's like, how could you, man? But uh, yeah, its its eyes telescope out and become guns and shoots a rocket, which I it delights me honestly. Yeah, it's if it wasn't a robot, that would be so terrifying. But it's a robot, so it's fine. So I guess they built this robot since they've been on Earth. It seems like it because why not use it before now if you just had it? Yeah, it would have been really helpful in the conquering of Duck World. So Wildwing tries it like a, a big taser that shoots 50,000 volts and it doesn't do anything to the robot. I mean, it makes it dance. A little, but that would make anybody dance. So they do the next logical step and they deploy the nipple clamps uh, and they shoot suction cups and hit the robot in the chest. One on each peck, right? And it they pick it up and it's... Its uh, fingers go back to claws, but then it sucks the whole hand in and brings out a buzzsaw. Yeah. It's like, couldn't you... This guy is prepared. Yeah, all right. But, like, your hands are already blades, and... We don't know how sharp they are. I guess. But it lands like a dancer. It's totally fine. He's a very efficient robot. Yeah, they finally made a thing that doesn't suck. And uh, then, like, well, we've still got the super laser, and they flip three switches, which activates the super laser... And it does also nothing. It just bounces right off its hand. Uh, at which point, Wrath and Siege come out with the giant lens. Yeah. They hand it to the robot, and then they teleport home. Uh, overall, ducks were super ineffective for the first time. I figured they'd at least try to break the lens. Yeah, that would have been their best bet at this point. But they don't. Now, it wouldn't have really changed the course of this episode, though, if they broke the lens. Yeah. Most of the same things would still happen. Yes. Yes, it would. Um, so we jump back to the pond, I think. Yes. Yeah, because they're back in the Ducknodrome. And they're starting to hypothesize about why they want the lens. And uh, Wildwing says the logical thing in saying they probably need it for like a focusing lens and a ray device. And then Tiny says, no, they're going to use it for power, which is bananas. Why... Why would that be your thought? But she's like, yeah, they're going to concentrate sunlight and use it for solar energy. And Nosedive breaks the fourth wall and says that the studio heads are like, we have to do an eco- eco-friendly episode. Yeah, they go and Captain Planet up in this bitch. <laughs> I would like to see a duck version of Captain Planet. Just exactly the same, just yep. everyone's a duck. Yep. I think you have something to draw later today. <laughs> You're a duck and a mullet? Absolutely. Didn't most of them have mullets? Uh, in Captain Planet? Yeah. No, none oh. of them did. Okay. Uh, I guess Mati came closest with his long bowl cut, but I don't think anybody but Captain Planet had a mullet. Possibly the monkey. I don't remember if the monkey's hair was long in the back. It was short up top, though. What's the monkey's name? I can't recall. Something simple. The geech? That sounds about right. I would be really shocked if I remembered the monkey's name from Captain Planet. And nothing else? I think uh, I could name most of them. I mostly only remember Wheeler and Mati. I think and, what is uh, there? Linka? Linka, yeah. Guy is one of the other. She's oh. the, the water planeteer. That's, uh, and that's just right. And Kawame? Yes. It's also awesome. LeVar Burton. Uh, uh, Sachi? Sachi. Okay. Like, where the Olympics were held that one year? Uh, yes. <laughs> but uh, Tanya continues her hypothesizing. She thinks that they're going to use it to collect solar energy, which is madness because it's really not going to do anything to, like, collect more. It's going to only be able to, like, focus the diameter's worth of... Yeah. Same amount of sunlight. Yeah, it, it's... It, but she's right, of course. Because there's never been a point where her first guess wasn't correct. <laughs> uh, but the, the dragons land the raptor in a junkyard. Apparently they can fly the raptor sometimes. 
shut up, don't think about it. That's why. Yeah. And uh, they're building a tower of some sort to collect solar energy, and they're going to use... I don't think they explain it right here, but they're going to use the solar collector to recharge the crystals that we saw Grin punch to death at some point, I think. But, okay, so maybe, though, these are the crystals that... They're, these are their old crystals that are dead. Right. So when we saw those other crystals that they got from what we think is, was the series finale, or season finale, um, it's just to replace these ones okay. that are dead, right? Yes. <laughs> just yes. Listen, I, we have to justify it somehow. They didn't. Why should we? <laughs> because we decided to do a podcast about this. Uh, yeah, you got me there. They thought this would just never be seen. <laughs> They threw it in the vault, the Disney vault. And then Disney was like, we gotta fill this fucking streaming service with something. What will lure the audience in? <laughs> what what title will no one actually watch, but will add to the numbers? Oh, I know. Mighty Ducks cartoon. Yeah, we did that, I'm pretty sure. So, uh, Dragonis' big plan is to use the, the sun to power the crystals, and Siege wants New Jersey. Yeah. Which is conquer. set up like a joke, but there's no, like, punchline. Why Why does he want New Jersey? What's there? Yeah, it's... Because the they've only... only been to Anaheim, I think. Seemingly, and, yeah. And I guess, like, the deserts of Dubai. And it's too early for him to watch The Sopranos. <laughs> the only thing he has going for him that I can relate to New Jersey is he has the same body type as Chris Christie. <laughs> and facial structure. Yeah. With all those tusks and horns. <laughs> uh, Chris Christie's a monster. Um... So, <laughs> cut back to the pond. Sorry, I'm getting all political again. And the ducks are on the ice, and they're announcing why the other two aren't here for the episode. Yeah. Uh, they're off attending a, a launch. They're guarding the launch, Kistriganis. Kriganis, depending on which one of these ducks is saying it. Sure. Um, once, because they specifically say there's a lot of stuff on that ship that he would want. And then Nosedive reveals his secret project. He put together a war Zamboni. It's got huge exhaust pipes and, and guns, and it's functionally useless because it's a Zamboni. They say a Zamboni can only work on ice, which, I mean, technically, if it's doing its ice melting and, and smoothing job, yes, it only works on ice. But I think it can drive on yeah, it, ice. It's, so, it's just a truck. Yeah, so I don't understand what the deal is. I guess more of a tractor. Yeah, but still, either way... This thing could go outside and shoot at stuff. It has yeah. cannons. It yes. should work. And it does later. Yeah, I think that they're just kind of being nice and saying, well, Nosedive built this, so it's garbage. Because uh, for one thing, there's no protection for the rider or driver. I, I mean, to me, it just seems like and we need another toy. Yeah. It would make sense that this would be a toy. Yeah. It may have actually been a toy first. They're yeah, like, I'm what sure. about a Zamboni war machine? And they're like, perfect, we'll write it in. It's on theme. Good enough, man. Uh, it's probably a repurposed Ninja Turtle. <laughs> uh, yeah, that sounds exactly like something the Turtles would have had. Um, Just with, like, rat stickers on it, or pizza <laughs> stickers. And, like, stamps of, of feet with the null symbol through. Yeah. Showing the ones that you've run over, or there are a lot of stickers on all the turtles. <laughs> the turtles tried really hard with all their stuff. Yeah, they love a sticker. But Nosedive is happy that he did it. He wanted his own toy. I mean, who could blame him? Yeah, I mean, I guess Tanya has all this equipment just laying around, and just kind of like taped it to a zamboni. And I will say, I do like saying the word zamboni for sure. It's a great word. No one doesn't. The ducks are like. Hey, the focal lens probably is producing a whole bunch of heat. I bet if we looked for hot spots, we could do that. And then uh, Wildwing yells, "Practice is over. We got to go do that." They didn't. We didn't see them practice, and it seemed like they were just starting. Yeah, it really had the feel of practice just beginning. Uh, but also, a, a, like a horn sounded as though the quarter was over to yeah. signify the end of their practice, which was weird. How much practicing were you getting in with just part of the team anyway? Uh, I don't know. Enough, I don't know. You could throw the goalie in, take shots at him. So Tanya's noticing that it's super stu just like preposterously cold in Anaheim. All of a sudden. It's like 30 below or something. And uh, they all run outside and slip on the ice. 
because the world is covered in ice. This is the ice in the ice man cometh. Yeah, ice duck cometh. No, we're talking about the play. This is one to one with the play, Jake. Yes. Here come the prostitutes. <laughs> so it's cold in Palm Springs, even, and it's a desert. This also takes place in 1940, whatever. <laughs> it's another time travel episode. Cool. I mean, why wouldn't they also throw that in? Yeah. There's a lot going on in this episode. Uh, they decide to go check out uh, where the cold spots are instead of the hot spots because they ain't got those. Yeah, that's done. So I guess they break out the migrator? No, this... Oh, yeah, they do. Which is silly because you have a flying machine. Yeah, why... Well, uh, fly to there because they're going to Palm Springs. The migrator goes sideways and because they're not used to driving on ice, why would they would be? Well, Puck World is cold and icy. I know, I'm saying they should have oh. experience. They should know what to do here. You're just flat, emotionless voice. I didn't convey <laughs> that you were being sarcastic. That's right. With the migrator out of commission, they pop their uh, their feet skates that they always have. Those are the skates elsewhere on their body. That's right. You could have many skates, like a luge suit made of skates. <laughs> I once saw, uh, I bet you don't recall the cartoon, the CG cartoon Action Man. I absolutely do not. But uh, he was an extreme athlete, and one of the extreme competitions he was in was like full body street luge, and he had a suit that had a whole bunch of uh, inline skates on it. Is there a toy galaxy about it yet? I don't know. I don't think I've seen that one. Because it certainly wasn't the original Action Man from Britain, who I believe was like their equivalent of G.I. Joe. Well, when he does a video on it, then I'll know all about it. That's right. Well, first the creepy crawlers, right? <laughs> the action man I'm referring to, uh, he had a weird moment where he could just see the math of the universe and then uh, execute a preposterous Rube Goldberg-style uh, action feat to accomplish a goal. Yes. It was silly. But in this cartoon, uh, the ducks just pop their skates and then they skate up a snowy mountain yeah. because it's because, that cold. Because... Reasons. Skates work on snow and uphill. Look, snow is just tiny ice, Jake. I guess that's These are true. ice skates. But they would, they, you'd think they'd slice right through the snow. It's too cold, Jake. So cold. She does at one point say it's probably negative 50 degrees, so I suppose the ice would be pretty frozen. Yeah. They do see an ice sculpture, but then they realize that it's a spaceship made out of ice that survived entry. Yeah, I don't know. You know how human space shuttles need heat shields for the friction that's caused on re-entries? And you have to worry about burning up? Well, maybe that spaceship was actually much, much larger and it got melty. In or the maybe it's just so cold that that doesn't matter. I you don't, don't know that. I know that's not how it works. You, you don't know that for sure. I do. How? Because space is cold. And yeah, and the, the spaceship is colder. Okay, but the friction of entry will fucking burn it up. Not if it's colder than the friction. Maybe it just came in super, super gently. Yeah, just nice and slow. Like a glacier. But they just wander in. There's no, like, door, I guess. And there's a bunch of monitors lodged in ice in this ice cavern, including a, a full 3D rendering of a globe. Uh, and turns out that device is, in fact, a weather machine. It's very big, which is... Important to know for how often this thing gets moved around. Right. It looks like the Weather Wizards machine from DC Comics. It looks like every weather machine I've ever seen. The Ninja Turtle one had one about the size of a, of a basketball, and Leonardo cut it in half. Did it have stickers of rats? A foot? I, I don't know that they uh, turned that into a toy. Oh. It was in the Neutrinos episode when Trag shows up for the first time, and he just tosses a little like basketball-sized weather machine up into the air. Pretty good. Um, Can't say that I remember that particular episode. I remember it very clearly. You remember all of them very clearly. That's not entirely true. You remember at least seven of them very clearly. That will... Yes, that is accurate. Uh, the only one I remember probably very clearly is the one where those little aliens hatched on the pizza when you would microwave it. <laughs> Attack of the Killer Pizzas? Yeah, and they had to they kept finding reasons for people to microwave their pizzas. <laughs> yeah, you don't microwave pizza. Oh. Not if it's a... Not if you give it, you know, if it's just sitting around. Look, you can microwave a pizza hot pocket. I'll allow that, but pizza, you, you can just eat it cold. It's good. It's good cold. Sometimes you want it hot, though. Then you microwave it. And then the alien hatches and roams the sewers. And it looks like a xenomorph. Yeah. 
terrifying. We had that one on VHS. That's why I worked I'm on sure. that one. I had the the Burger King's Kids Club ver- tapes and nothing else except for the Easter tape that had two episodes uh, uh, of Buddy uh, Buddy Hair or something, and I, not Usagi Ujimbo like I would have expected. I believe my grandparents had that tape at their house. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we had one other one, too, that maybe had like the first episode where they go to the Technodrome. Was that the first episode? Or pretty early Yes. Uh, I feel like we had that one, too. A lot happens in the first episode. Yeah. April runs straight into a wall. Were there only, was Burger King the best place to get those, or did they sell some in the store? I'm sure they sold some in the store. But I feel like we had some from Burger King, too. I, but I I, there were lots of family connections to Burger King, right. which is why I had the inside them. scoop. That's right. And the Kids Club membership card. So while uh, Wildwing and Tanya are in there, the device itself is not made of ice, which is something to note. Um, two guys show up, and they look like monkeys. They're not really monkeys, but they look like ape men. Zeno and some other guy. Um, there's just the two of them. Keep that in mind. Uh, Xyloid is the other guy. Xyloid and Zeno. You keep uh, track of that because I'm looking at. I'm not gonna. VHS tapes. You do that. Um, and they're like, "We're gonna conquer the Earth." Just the two of them, and it's not. Cl- they never mentioned where they're from or why they're here, but they're gonna freeze Earth and take it for them, so that these two can finally have a romantic honeymoon, I guess. One of them, the the not leader, yells that he's going to stop them cold. There's a lot of cold puns. And then he shoots them with a gun that blows them through the wall. This uh, this was, I think, just before Batman and Robin had come out. So <laughs> these guys just barely beat him to it. And it seems odd to punch a hole in your spaceship, but I guess it's easy enough to fix, as is proven later. Um, so then they, they sick the ice robots out on uh, Tanya and, and Wildwing. And the ice robots... Have like a a clone trooper T mask, and that's and like gun hands, and they're jagged, sharp edges, and they shoot ice like icicles and ice cubes at them. It's silly. It's as silly as you'd imagine. These they look like something out of uh, Lord of the Rings to me. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, minus the guns. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just a silly little fight scene. Meanwhile, Xyloid and. Zeno are making quips um, and they're like we're going to take over this whole planet and Nosedi- or Wildwing says get in line there's a dragon trying to do that as yeah. is we already got a guy and I thought for a second that they were going to uh, have trick them into taking out Draganus for them yeah I also thought that but that's not what happens but the robots that are made of ice do create shuriken and throw them rather than continue shooting icicles. They don't just create shuriken. They're shuriken that are big snowflakes. snowflakes. Yes, yeah. that was a lovely touch. This is pretty cool. Um, and it knocks off Tanya's techno glove. Which she does not notice. Right. Even though it hits her in the hand and she's like, ah! Uh, not to get ahead of ourselves, but it, it, uh, like they said in that episode of Invincible, it's not really a glove. Gloves have fingers. <laughs> sure. Uh, and then Zeno shoots uh, Wild, or, yeah, Wildwing and, and Tanya again with the same gun, but this time it puts them in big Legend of Zelda capturing Princess Zelda in a crystal kind of ice cubes. Yeah, but not like solid ice. No, it's hollow, completely hollow on the inside. Yeah, so they will eventually asphyxiate. Yeah, but slowly, it, but it's, yes. <laughs> like it's David Blaine pulling a bullshit stunt kind of thing. Yeah. I really thought they were going to be, like, frozen, frozen, but no, they're just in a... Yeah, no, they're just in, in a, a little tube. cage. Like David Blaine did that one time. You, you hate David Blaine Fuck so David Blaine. I can't Do believe... actual magic. Stop doing these stupid stunts. I can't believe this podcast hasn't just slowly morphed into a David Blaine shit cast <laughs> over the last seven years or however long just, Fuck that guy. You can't float. <laughs> Eat a bag of ticks, David Blaine. <laughs> doing weird stunts isn't magic. I don't see you doing any magic or stunts. I, I, I was sworn never to do magic again. Otherwise, the Council of uh, Wizards and Magicians will come after you. Yeah. This is like a Harry Potter during the summer type situation. <laughs> yes, obviously. The Dementors are going to get their, get here to eat your soul. And, uh, oh, they already done did that. I was going to be pretty surprised when you're empty on the inside. Wildwing does the logical thing, and he tries to shoot a, a puck at the into the ice but the ice is 
while extremely thin, also extremely strong, and the puck ricochets like 14 times, but does not hit him. It's very good at ducking. Well, he's the goalie. He can maneuver. Yes, he is. And then he's like, Tanya, can you use your tool thing? And she says, nah, I, I, they shot it off, and I didn't bother going after it. I don't I. She seemed genuinely surprised. Like, she didn't know what yeah, it's gone. It's very, very concerning how she had a, a big Mega Man gauntlet blasted off her wrist, and she didn't notice. Blasted off by a, a snowflake shuriken. It's at this point when Xenon and Zeno uh, open up their spaceship and drive out in an ice tank. It's got guns and everything. Yep. I don't. It's got a bubble hatch for them, and it's just these two fucking guys with their World War Two hel- or World War One helmet. I don't know. What is their goal? Why don't we get told what they want? For what? To make it cold. Why? Because they want to conquer it. Okay. I'm sure there's. I. There are other planets that are already cold that they could just go to. Those don't have pizza. Or water, I guess. But still. Go to Phoebos? Phobos? That... Pronounce Finland, Scott. No, it's a it's a, a moon of Jupiter that's covered in ice. Just go there. Who wants to hang out on a moon of Jupiter? Jupiter sucks, but you don't know that. You've never been. Probably a cold stone on there you could visit. <laughs> what is a moon named Sharon somewhere out there? I think it's Jupiter moon or Saturn. Jupiter's got like fifty moons, I so I don't know. I just we were at the planetarium and I we really liked that one of the moons was called Sharon. <laughs> Probably named after a wife of some sort. Uh, yeah, it's spelled weird though, and then someone someone different pronounced it not Sharon, and we were like, like fuck, it's not called Sharon. <laughs> we cut over to the dragons, um, and uh, Dragonus is pissed that the solar array isn't working because it's cloudy, and then Chameleon turns into a weatherman. It turns out Trump was right. Yeah, if, they don't work when it's cloudy. Yeah, climate and weather are the same thing after all. Your house will. Your house won't have any electricity on a rainy day. Yeah, it'll just turn off your TV, and then what? You can't wait. watch Fox News all day. Dragonus, not really believing Chameleon, opens the view screen. I did we say that Chameleon was another man to tell him it was cold? Yes. Or did I, okay, I couldn't remember when I started ranting. Yeah. Go on. And uh, Dragonus sees that it's snowing out, and he's like, that's weird. And then we cut over to, uh, in the city. Where wait, like, actually, good question. Dragons are probably cold-blooded? I would assume so. Okay, so this can't be good for them. Not really. Okay. Uh, that probably makes them real sleepy. Yeah. There's no big flat rocks. <laughs> big flat warm rocks. That's so right. You need it to be warm. Otherwise, what's the point? Right. Uh, so we see Cleghorn, and he's out just a trembling in the middle of a parking lot or traffic jam. I don't know which. But... This has got real Texas uh, earlier this year. Pipes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, while California didn't deregulate its infrastructure as far as uh, the energy grid, their houses still are not built for this. Their cars are, are not used to this. Yeah. Uh, their clothes are not ready for this, so it would really fuck some shit up. Yeah, you would have to wear, like, 15 layers. Yeah. This is all linen. <laughs> Wind just cuts straight through it. <laughs> there are no toes on any of my shoes. It's so <laughs> nice here all the time. I just stay home when it rains that one day. <laughs> But the ice tank rolls up, and Cleghorn uh, is there to see it, and the the aliens inside are just screaming about demanding surrender, and Cleghorn shoots at him without a lot of hesitation. Yeah. Um, and then the aliens shoot at him, and at that exact moment, when he's going to give up, and he's the only one in Anaheim, uh, Nosedive and Duke roll up, and they're in the battle Zamboni! Yay! It's it's coming back! It's Chekhov's battle Zamboni! It's... <laughs> right uh so while Clegghorn says nobody's going to be able to stop these guys uh the ducks come in and shoot it with lasers he's like oh the ducks and Clegghorn has come all the way around it and he's now a fan yeah he i guess after the sixth time you, someone has saved your life you're like all right whatever <laughs> they're cool yeah so the the tank starts shooting ice like ice cubes at them and they continue to shoot lasers at them it's dumb <laughs> Like, the the major tank gun shoots, like, an, uh, a snowball that snowballs in oh, midair. Yes. Which is weird. I guess it collects the moisture or the snowflakes. Sure. Just like Iceman like... does to get big. Yes. Um, and then the ducks shoot it with a rocket, and the, the ice tank blows up a little bit, but then it forms more ice. 
And they're like, ah, beans. And, and then the tank's made of beans? Yeah. No, uh, Nosedive looks at a gas station and decides that he's going to just explode a gas station and that heat will uh, melt the ice tank. It's not a terrible idea, but it's poorly executed. It's, it's a plan that could have used a second pass. Yeah. Because, you know, what he's planning to do is wildly reckless. And, uh, I mean, he runs over and the tank shoots a bunch of icicles and it, uh, gasoline starts going everywhere. Yeah, the, the ice tank shoots it. And so I guess the snowballs are hard enough to break open gas tanks. Yeah. Also, I don't think there's gas in that part there's of the There's certainly not. <laughs> Uh, just spraying out of the top. <laughs> yeah, and not pooling anywhere, which is strange. Um, yeah, so the ice tank comes to go kill Nosedive, and uh, at some point, a, uh, Duke shoots a, a, a laser, and it ignites the gasoline, and there's you know a mushroom cloud, and a reckless, just uncontrolled fire. Yeah. It does melt the ice tank. Anyone within two blocks is dead, but okay. <laughs> yep. <laughs> bare minimum third degree burns um and then the the monkey men grab a a a gun and duck orange just comes over and cuts it in half and they're like oh how about that like he's luke with boba fett's gun basically uh and instead of continuing the fight they run away i would too yeah scary duck man (laughs) and everything's on fire it's probably not the last explosion <laughs> no. from that gas station. It should have been much more violent. Um, but Duck Orange, like, tether pucks them, and then Nosedive hits them with snowballs because he's a dick. Probably wrapped them around a stone. <laughs> or just packed them real tight so they're frozen. Meanwhile, Siege and the, the dragons have found the uh, the ice spaceship. Yes. And Dragonus is pissed because this is his planet to steal. So they go to collect the, uh, the the weather machine, and they do that with no fuss. Yeah, because everybody else is gone because they only <laughs> brought two people. Um, I mean, presumably since Tanya and uh, well, Mildwing are frozen outside of that castle, they saw the dragon. You know, I mean, they're on they're on the other side of it. I guess, I, okay. And there's, I mean, they've got like a castle in between them and the dragons. I met I. I will accept them not being able to see it. Oh, the dragons only scream when they talk. You can hear them. <laughs> well, they're trapped inside of an insulated they tomb. Can, you can talk to each other, no problem. Well, they could have comms. They've got their stupid helmets on. What's nice is uh, the dragons wouldn't hear them because the duck's quack doesn't echo. That's a science fact. Is, I, is it actually true? I don't know. If I feel like true. that's true. I know I've heard it before, but I don't know if it's actually true. I don't know. Usually there's just more ducks, and I assume that that's not an echo, it's just, just more ducks. Just add another weird search to my, <laughs> my open tabs here. Wildwing and Tanya have come up with an idea that I think is pretty neat. They've taken out the rollerblades, and they're using that as, like, an ice scratcher breaker, like you'd see in a jewel theft with Catwoman, but with rollerblades instead of kitty cat claws. The the myth has been busted that a duck's quack does not echo. Oh, okay. Busted by your friends at Mythbusters. That makes sense. It didn't sound like it was real, but I remember hearing it a lot, and I just accepted it and never put any, like, rational thought into it. Sound sound is sound, and it bounces regardless. Tanya and Wilding are out now. Congratulations. Meanwhile, the dragons just teleport in and steal the weather machine. And somehow, Tanya and Wilding were able to get in there and witness it. Which is strange, but sure. So, with that going on, the, the dragons have like cleared the clouds and are powering up their crystals with their silly uh we- not weather their focusing crystal lens episode- there's so much in this fucking episode yeah it doesn't make any sense that they're like we can't use the crystals and be cloaked at the same time or something or other but Dragonus is like yeah but we're gonna take over the world and we won't have to cloak and we cut back to the battle zamponi uh, tanya and wildwing have met up with duck orange and wild nosedive off screen and they've got the uh xeno and the other one <laughs> tied the, up and on their the, knees. The cold, the cold-blooded bad guys. The cold monkey men. Yeah. Um, and they're like, "Hey, Dragonus is the real threat here, and he took your weather machine." Uh, and then the the ape men are they just announce that we'll die in the in the warm. We'll die. We'll die there. Also, so, we haven't mentioned the weird way they talk. Uh, 
first of all, they're both Jim Cummings. Yep. But that's not the he's way they talk. He's barely affecting a different voice from yeah. the other. Do you think he recorded each voice separately, or he's just talking back and forth? I like to think that he recorded one voice, and then they were like, oh shit, the other guy dropped out, can you do this, Jim? And yeah. he's like, okay, I'm not changing my voice that much, though. But they, the, they talk in like a weird, like quote-unquote, official affectation. Well, like where they the leader like, does. The henchman. I'm not even sure which one's the leader. The one in the hat. The blue hat. They both, I was going to say, they both have hats on. But he's well, always, like, putting out memos and things. It's yeah. weird. It's just like a verbal memo. tick he has. Well, he's, yeah, he's, like, speaking in third person, but not about himself. He's speaking in third person to his subordinate. Yeah, I don't, I don't like it. It's dumb. I hope we never have to watch this episode again. <laughs> Indeed. So they're like, weather machines dangerous to Dracodus' hands. What can we do about that? And Zeno's the subordinate. He's like, I've got a tracking device. And he just hands it over to Tanya, who immediately understands it completely and can read it without prob- without a single issue. Well, there's one single blinking red light. Right, on a grid. And she immediately knows it's in the warehouse district based on that. Don't ask questions. She just does. I like that you can tell the difference and remember the difference between these two and their names, even though their names are like one letter different. Yeah, but you, you Zeno and Xylong. You can't remember the two female ducks, which one's which. I can. <laughs> it's because I feel like Tanya's name should be Mallory. It's more nerdy. <laughs> Is that it? Yes. So the ducks are like, whatever, just don't come back. Don't try to conquer any other worlds. And we're gonna just take it on faith, and you'll be on the honor system yeah. for that. Instead of just slitting their fucking throat. Right. They could do that. They're not citizens. It's fine. Right? You got roller st- or ice skates on. You, yeah. You got blades. So, Nosedive decides he's taking a Zamboni, and they're like, that shit is so slow, man. We're gonna take the Migrator. And he's like, I'm not leaving it. Which is fair. Yeah. It's his. And he worked on it, I guess. Yeah. Off screen. For the last 20-something episodes. We cut over to where Raph is futzing with the weather device, and he says, what if we raise a little hail? And then he laughs at his joke, because yeah. puns are funny. Because he likes to swear, but not swear. Because he can't. <laughs> yep. And the ducks get hit with a lot of ice shards that look like rocks, rather. Yeah. But we know it to be hail. And... <laughs> Duck Orange says the most ridiculous line in the episode of, we're having a lot of weather. Yep. Yep. Yep, sure are. I think we always are. You nailed it. I mean, he's not wrong. We are always having weather. Yep. It hasn't stopped yet. That's just a thing of the planets. The ducks use their laser to shoot through an ice wall that's just there. Guess so. The, The weather device has a very nuanced, like, range. So if you want... To have an enormous ice flow, a glacier, you can have that next to tropical. Yeah, that's fine. You can do that. The ducks have to abandon the migrator when it gets stuck in an ice canyon, and then they just run into it's like sunny either side of that ice freeze. There, they're like, we got to get through this before monsoon season comes, and then there's a monsoon, and then the best thing in the episode happens. Oh, <laughs> yeah! So lightning starts striking the ground around them. And there's a lightning bolt that is taking its sweet time, and <laughs> Wild Twink sees it coming, and has the presence of mind to jump in front of Duck Orange and Tanya, holds his hands out Jesus style, and takes it right in the chest. <laughs> the lightning then coalesces into a ball, and bounces off of his armor. And goddamn, dude, that armor is solid. Why isn't everyone wearing it? Why is Tanya just wearing a jumpsuit? <laughs> That's why you had to run in front of them, because they're each just wearing cloth. They would have been killed. <laughs> sure enough. faster than lightning. And I guess the tallest thing in the area? <laughs> I guess so. This is evil lightning. It doesn't know <laughs> our rules. I mean, Wrath was futzing with it. It could be magic lightning. I guess so. <laughs> but he takes a full in the chest and is fine. It bounces off. We don't see where it lands, but it's, you know, I assume it... Boy, I hope he uses that maneuver again. <laughs> Me too. Always and forever. <laughs> So the the ducks know because reasons that the the raptor is currently disguised as a beauty parlor. Um, so they bust in there. I mean, it's the only beauty parlor in the middle of the junkyard they're in. That is the, true. It's the only junkyard in the middle of the warehouse district. <laughs> that so. is also true. And 
they confront Wrath and Chameleon, and they're like... He does call them lounge lizards. He also. does. Which I don't think is applicable, or that much of an insult, but that's fine. And they're like, there's gonna be gloomy weather, and then they call over the, the, the predator-shaped uh, robot. This thing's gonna kill us, I think. And it does a silly dance at them, which is just it walking. Um, and then... It pulls, it pulls the dragon sword thing where it turns its hands into guns and Wildwing just once again keep in mind he's got like an energy shield in his right gauntlet that he could deploy yep. at any time. Instead <laughs> he takes this dragon robot's energy blasts just straight in the chest again. I, I mean it worked, sure. But use the energy shield. You've got that. You don't need like your neck, your whole neck is exposed. It's been less than 30 seconds, and he's taken two just huge energy blasts to the chest. On purpose. Yeah, man. Just use your energy shield. Then he shoots the robot with some pucks, and it still doesn't work. Um, and then the dragon drops out its its titty guns and uh, its shoulder rockets and its finger guns. I don't like when you say titty guns. <laughs> it's gross. That's what they are. It doesn't deploy its eye cannons, which I think is a real missed yeah. opportunity. But at that exact moment, Nosedive drives his Zamboni through the wall. Don't know how he got it up high enough to do that, or fast enough to do that. I don't know, but... But they, fuck you, he did it. The, earlier, they when they were like, it can only drive on ice. Now he's driving it through walls. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Just, uh, and off a ramp, I guess? I guess so. Zambonis are so flat-faced, there's no reason... <laughs> It would have not just bonked off it, but whatever. It does successfully crush the robot, and that's all they needed to do. It can take a lot of, like, missiles and pucks and and lasers. But not Zamboni. Yeah, if you drop a Zamboni on it, it'll die, which is true of most things. <laughs> yes. So, it's a thing they should remember when trying to kill the dragon. Yeah, just throw a fucking Zamboni at it. So they're like, ah, oh, beans, the, uh, the solar batteries charged the crystals or whatever. We gotta do something about that. And uh, Wildwing is like, well, everybody complains about the weather, but we're gonna do something about it. And he clicks it over to Thunderstorm, which explodes the the uh, the lens um, because then it like sends an electrical pulse through the wire and explodes the crystals. Well, there's a lightning bolt. You failed to mention that. Right, but we know how reflective lightning is. Lightning will just bounce off the right thing. Right, but it. it what are you talking about? Lightning hit most Wildwing in the chest, and it bounced off him. Yeah, but it didn't bounce off the the tower that took the electricity. <laughs> I know. I was just saying. And I was just saying you just failed to mention where the explosion came from. Oh, did I? Was yeah, I... you just said, there's a storm, and then the energy goes through the wire and explodes the crystals. I think I... You didn't. Okay. We'll listen back. Well, I will listen back. I can edit it. And then, yeah, and then edit it so <laughs> it sounds like you got it right from the get-go. Well, yes. Lightning, in fact, hits the thing. The uh, the focusing crystal lens that they stole. So they could have just broken it from the get-go. But yeah, it causes a power surge, and then the crystals explode, and Dragonus is like, damn it! Those wretched ducks! And Chameleon says, next time let's do see steam power. So next episode is a steampunk episode. God, I hope so. So... No, no one ever hopes for that. The dragon... The dragons are... They're defeated, summarily. And the, the ducks are there, and they have they could just go in and kill the dragons. Zamboni on top of them, right? Successfully killing them. Um, and instead, they don't. They take the migrator and they go back to the ice guys, the the ice ape men, and they're like, "Yep, yeah, here's your weather machine. Fuck you. Go now." They carried that big ass weather machine back here. Yeah. Also, they had ill intent, guys. What do you? Why would you give it back? Why wouldn't yeah. you just destroy it? And then exactly what should happen happens. Yeah, and the eight men are like, before they even get back in their ice ship, they're they're like, we didn't mean the thing that we promised. We're just going to try and take this over again. And Wildwing, with a single swing, destroys the whole machine (laughs) by pounding on the control panel. Well, he is supercharged from the lightning. (laughs) Sure. Happened with Iron Man. Both of the eight men just fall to their knees and they're like, don't kill us, please. And uh, the ducks are just like, get the fuck off the planet and don't try to conquer another world, which is exactly what they're going to do. Kill them. You can't stand the heat, get out of the Pokemon Stadium. And then the, the ice guys leave. They just take off. Their spaceship's made of ice and it can fly through the atmosphere. It's fine. 
Yeah, what did you just see? Exactly what I described. Exactly. We cut back over to the pond. That's the next day, I guess. Uh, Nosedive saved some snowballs because of some why perfectly spherical snowballs. Yeah, I didn't know that they were snowballs. I was they sure don't what look they like were. snowballs. Right. At I all. thought it was just big old dippin' dots. <laughs> um, so isn't, it, isn't a big dippin' dot just a scoop of ice cream? Yes. Okay. Um. <laughs> so Grant and Valerie come walking in, and they're like. It rained the whole time we were there. They canceled the launch. So all of that stuff that we were afraid of getting stolen is still subject to that. Was the rain part of the weather machine shenanigans? I am not sure. I'm going to say no, because it was consistently raining. I guess that's true. And then Nosedive throws snowballs at them, because Mallory was like, that, rain, that weather sucked. You guys had it easy. And Nosedive hits them with the snowball, and she's like, oh, I guess it was bad after all. <laughs> With no other information. Right. No context. I guess the news of the weather of Anaheim didn't make it to wherever they went. Yeah. Um, and that's how it ends. Jake. Wait, real quick. There is There was a line in this that makes me... That also hints towards the episode from, I think, last week where we thought it should have been the last episode. Mm-hmm. Because Tanya says, it looks like we're not going to make the playoffs. Oh. And they make the playoffs in... Or are currently in the playoffs in that episode. Yes. You're so correct. I think maybe that uh, also is a, a clue. Maybe. Uh, well, it probably isn't because I, I could. I just assumed it was a thing that they say. Yeah, they I was going to say it's probably talk. just a thing that you would say when you're doing hockey. But um, if you're looking for for the clues, I guess you find them, <laughs> right? Yeah. Okay, now you can ask me the question. Jake, that was the most terrific part. Uh, there were there are two really good terrific parts, but I think I think I'm gonna have to go with the lightning bolt to the chest. <laughs> it's pretty it's great, incredibly stupid. Taking it to the chest like Jesus Christ. Yeah, just arms out like good for him for saving his friends, but in the most <laughs> silly way possible. It was silly. You have an energy shield, man, or just push them out of the way. It's. I just, and he moved faster than the lightning. Sure did. He's able to absorb it. He, uh, he has to be in the goal, otherwise it's not fair to the other teams. He's so fast. Yeah. What did you think was the most terrific part, Sky? I think it was pretty terrific that they built a robot that was functionally better. Yeah. Like, it actually stood a threat to them, and it could have killed them if not for dropping a Zamboni on it. Uh, it had... It's just something that the dragons could not have foreseen. <laughs> That's fair. It had it was a solid sixty percent guns, and it was designed specifically to kill them and looked like the predator. And I appreciate that. Yeah. Who was the most likable or effective character? Well, I think you may have just uh, pinpointed the most effective character. <laughs> so we'll go with likable, and uh, oh, that's never really anyone. No one's that likable. <laughs> I guess I'll give it to Wildwing because he invented that Zamboni and it worked. No stuff. No, it's dive. What I say? You said Wild Wing. That's wrong. It is. I don't know why I would say that. Uh, yeah, Nosedive invented that Zamboni that got the job done, and everyone thought he was a damn fool, but he wasn't. <laughs> the man who built a war Zamboni is a fool every day but one. So your tattoo says? <laughs> yes. What would it take for you to get the uh, logo that the, the ducks have tattooed on them tattooed on you? A pretty high Patreon goal. Hmm. It's there forever. Yeah. But you got $50. <laughs> <laughs> when you cover the cost. Yeah, it would not. Unless not, I, not if we're going somewhere reputable. Right. Get a stick and poke for cheaper. <laughs> what question are we on? I don't know. Likeable or effective? Yeah. I didn't like the ice guys. They were very irritating. Yes. In both their speech and the fact that we didn't learn anything about them. In fact, they just showed up and took it. Made this episode take a turn. Yeah, a super weird turn. A really unnecessary one. Like, the dragons could have just had a weather machine. Like, how did this... What was the genesis of this episode? Okay. <laughs> Lots there's, of people talking at once. There's some aliens, and they have a weather machine. Okay, how do we get to that? Well, what <laughs> if the dragons stole... What if they just show up lines? and are here? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to give it to Rath for using the tiny screwdriver. We give it to Mallory and Grin for not being around for this video <laughs> show. Grin didn't even have any lines. Mallory at least spoke at the end. Yeah. 
have that lady record them on our way out last week. <laughs> Most likely. So, Jake, what'd you do for a pop culture palette cleanse? Well, Sky, we'll get to the big one in a second here that we're both going to talk to. Sure. Also, we'll talk about. is that Rashida Jones as a pop next to your James Gunn? Or not uh, James Gunn? No, that's um, Patty Jenkins. Okay. Uh, also, that's James Gunn. That's J.J. Abrams. Thank you. Uh, they're the two Star Wars directors that have Funkos. Also, Taika Waititi has one, but it was a um, con exclusive, so oh. he is very expensive. So I need them to make a another Taika Waititi, uh, even though Taika and Patty Jenkins both don't have Star Wars is out yet. They mm-hmm. will. And so I wanted to buy her before I couldn't find her. Good call. And I bought the JJ because I was like, eventually they'll do a George, and I'll want all the Star Wars directors, and I'll have missed JJ. So uh, here we are. Also, it kind of looks like me. A little bit, yeah. Um, he looks like he knows what he's doing. He's just standing with his arms folded. Exactly, like a man who knows what he's doing. <laughs> Sorry, please continue. It's okay. It's a good question. It does look like Rashida Jones. That's got her hair from Parks and Rec. That's the thing about uh, Funkos that are people. Mm-hmm. Like, they just kind of look like everyone. Yep. When you get, like, a goblin, like... Uh, cheese like it's a fun caricature <laughs> of that monster yeah but people do, are just people yeah that's why like i don't know like the friends ones or i think they're new girl ones like those just look like all, all the of them. same yeah one of them's black so that one's probably winston <laughs> but other than that if he's holding a kitty cat you're sure <laughs> yeah um bible Valley cleanse let's see sky let's let's see i well, Katie and I watched Toy Story 3, which is the sad Toy Story. Mm-hmm. Where you, the one where they accept death. Yes. Um, <laughs> and then they go muck it up by making a fourth one. Which is a good movie, it's just not a great movie. And uh, really, I feel like, tarnishes the like shine that is across the first three. Right. Because, uh, I don't know, it's, a, it's like a perfect ending. Yeah. And then you They accepted movie. death. Well, that's not the ending. That's the near end. That's where I stopped the movie myself. <laughs> You're just it, like, they all well, burned up. Dead. All right, here we go. Let's go get dinner. Everybody. Lotso lives to swindle again. <laughs> um, but yeah, good movie. Like it. Highly recommend. Um, watch Falcon and Winter Soldier. Uh, it's good. It, oh, it will get better. <laughs> um, but it's it's good. I just want stuff to happen, and I feel like nothing's happened yet. Uh, but also, Invincible happened. And Hell, that's really yes, the important did. thing of the week because uh, Sky and I have been texting each other about it for a while. I, and I Invincible know, is probably one of my favorite comics. It's very good. And it's very consistently good yes, from beginning to end. I haven't read, what, probably the last third maybe? Or maybe a little less than that. I think, yeah, I thought you got through it. No, I, I missed the... What are they, did like, we stop living together and then you didn't have access? No, I think I was waiting because I... I read a bunch, and then I read a bunch again, and then I think I was waiting for, like, a bunch more to come out, and then just never came back. What are there, like, 130-some of them? That sounds right. And I, I think I've read at least to issue 100, so maybe I, uh, the last quarter or so I haven't read. But, uh, yeah, it's a really good read, and a really good show. Yes, uh, Stephen Yoon is excellent as Mark Grayson. I'm not yes. sure if I pronounced his last name correctly, but his first name know. is Steve. Because I keep and... just referring to him as the guy from Walking Dead, because <laughs> I can never remember his name. All the people I've told to watch this, I'm like, you know, the guy from Walking Dead is easy. And Sandra Oh is his mom. Yes. And J.K. Simmons is, is his dad, Omni-Man. which is fucking great. I love J.K. Simmons in anything. Every, everyone is someone in this. It's true. For Jason Manzukas is in it, and I love uh, Jason Manzukas. And his, he's really good at that character. Yes. And it's also been long enough... Rexplode is such a dick. It's been long enough that I can't remember exactly what like the story is, so sure. it, it's not like I'm just like, oh yeah, and then this happens, and this happens, so that's that's nice. Well, I feel like they did kind of blaze through the first arc, because at the end of the first episode, you're like, oh shit, they're already here. Okay. Yeah. I don't want to spoil anything, but if you're familiar with the comics, it happens very early on. And, but I forgot that that was going to happen. So. And that fight is so good. Yeah. Because yeah, it is. in the comics, it's like a page, but in the in the, the the show, it goes on for a while. And there's actually like a struggle there, which is great. Yeah, it's uh, it's a solid 
the only the only thing that is the demon guy in the comics. He is, but okay. in like six panels total. Oh, okay. So I was I do not remember the like everyone else who's come on. I've been like, oh yeah, I remember them. I remember them, mm-hmm. and he I just don't remember him at all. Yeah, uh, but that would explain was not it. a very big and okay. important part. I don't know if he had his own comic or what that deal was, but uh, so he Mark reads Seance Dog in the show. Yeah, why? It's what? it's because. Uh, Kirkman didn't want to lose the rights to Science Dog. Oh. So when he wants to make a Science Dog show or something later <laughs> on, he can do that. Of course. Because I, Smart. It, it, it would go by and I was like, that seems familiar, but not right. Yeah. And then I was like, reading earlier dog. today. That's, it's like, could Kirkman that not get the rights to the thing that he made? No, he wanted to keep the rights to right. the thing. That, that makes a made. lot more sense. Yes, yes it does. Uh, Mark Hamill is the, is the guy who dresses them. The Taylor fella? Yeah, Art. Uh, the, the Cecil is Wally Goggins. I don't know who that is. He's the bad guy in Ant Man Two. He's also the bad guy in a lot of other movies. Sure, not the ghost bad guy. The just the guy who has a yeah. I can't remember guy. his face. If you saw it, you'd know it. I'm sure. That's the um, case with many people. Did you see uh, Fat Man? The Mel Gibson is Santa Claus. No. Oh, uh, he's in that. Movie looks good. Um, yeah, I it's uh, the Invincible cartoon is everything I wanted it to be. He's it's so oh, I recognize that guy. Yeah. Uh, it it's very violent. It's very it's so good at being violent. Yes, um, there's some fight scenes that end with people getting smashed like bags, and it's and visually compelling. Sometimes people are just vaporized. Yeah. Get a lot of people getting sliced in half with lasers and shit, and it's not pulling its punches, which I very much appreciate because I was worried that they were going to try and make it super family friendly, which would be fine, but not what I wanted. And yes, this is it's literally exactly what I wanted. It's it's good. It, I mean, they just took for, the yeah, and made it for alive. as many bright colors and fun premises <laughs> as you would you see in this. It is not for children of uh, a particularly young age. Um, yeah. I was telling my friends at work, and I was like, uh, don't, because my friend Chris has a, I think, I don't know how old this boy is. He's he's pretty young in grade school, and he was talking about watching Winter Soldier with him, and I was like, maybe don't let him watch this one until you've watched it, because I don't think, I don't know that it's... Going to be some more murders than in WandaVision. Uh, I also forgot that Monster Girl was a thing, and so that that was a fun remembering. Right. I wish I could be in your shoes and experience it again for the first time. Yeah, it's I remember every bit of it. Oh, yeah, I don't. It's been a long time, and I've consumed a lot of stuff since then. I've of beer. also probably reread it a lot more than you. Yeah, I've only read it all the one time. Not even, obviously, all. Yeah. I was going to reread it all before this happened. The show came up, but that, it snuck up on me real fast. Yeah. And now it's here. Yeah. Um, but I hope the, it's on forever, and they make it through the whole thing. God, me too. That will never it's happen. It's so fucking good, though. Yeah. Um... But, like, the dynamic between Mark and uh, Omni-Man is really fun. Nolan is his name, character. Um, like, the scene where they're just playing catch with them tossing the ball around the world is really fun. Uh-huh. Like, that's in, from the comics, but it's also, you know, fun to see it. And, like, uh, we get a lot more of Omni-Man training Mark to be a superhero, which is cool. And... Yeah, it's just, it's very well done, and I really, really enjoy it. Yeah, but now it's week to week, so we have to wait till Friday to watch it again. Bunch of bullshit! <laughs> I'm uh, a big fan of this switch back to week to week, except in this case, I would have liked to just yeah, watch all just of it this week. all then. of it, right into my veins. I will watch it every day. <laughs> but I am, I am excited to just get to text you every week and be like, yeah. that was good! Hell yeah. God, uh, the choreography I'm, is just spectacular. And, like, they opened up with something that wasn't from the comics. Uh, with an assault on the uh, by the Mueller twins on the White House, uh-huh. I guess. Yeah, I don't think that ever happened in the comics on panel. They may have referenced something like that. I do not recall specifically. But we got to see the Guardians of the Globe in action, and it was super rad. Yeah, which like, the red it, rush was great. It's probably. I mean, it's all thought out. You know, that happened different like that for a reason. Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, but it was fun to watch the Red Rush because he like he's basically the Flash, so he got a lot of civilians off uh, off of the premises so they didn't get injured. 
but he's like, I normally go a little slower, but we're kind of pressed for time. And then they all started barfing, and then he yeah. barfed. It's really great. Uh, I like the that the first and second episode started with that same guy, and then something you know big happens. Yeah. Um, I was hoping that they all just start with him. It just the way they started with that column, and then something giant happens has a a weird uh, like Adult Swim type feel where it's just outrageous. Like paired with that, I don't know. Paired with that, the simple boringness. Yeah. I don't exactly know what it reminded me of, but I liked it. <laughs> it's good. My only complaint is that they set up for the title card, where they're like, they have to work the word invincible into casual conversation. Which isn't hard when one of your characters is called invincible. Sure. Uh, but it, it feels forced, and that's the only thing I don't like, and I, I just barely don't like it. I just think it's forced. It, it's I like fine. It. But I, I love the show overall. Especially because it happens at a different point in every episode. Yeah. Um, now we just forget that it's going to happen. <laughs> so, so far, A+. Plus yeah. Good work, good up. everyone involved. Uh, I think at the end of Ducks, we might do a... and the end of that, we might do an episode on the whole thing. Okay. No, I'm I, more was, than I wasn't telling you. You already agreed to it. Right. But now I'm doing it in a legally binding way. You were doing an acting out. Right. I didn't know. <laughs> I was yes-anding your thing, and so you said no but. No, but we... Right. Exactly. Yeah. I didn't know. <laughs> I'm always on, Jake. Tell, tell me about the movie you didn't like. So, um, I was flipping through the catalog of scary movies, uh, like I do, because I hate them, and I like to hate things. Um, and I found this one that's a place to focus your hate. <laughs> it's called The Special. Now, it had an interesting uh, synopsis about a guy who thought his wife was cheating on him, so he went to go get even... And uh, he ends up going to, like, a supernatural brothel. I was like, that sounds like great fodder for hijinks. Uh, So I watched this fucking movie, and the special is in a box. You stick your dick in a box, and you have an earth-shattering orgasm, I guess. Um, And this guy got addicted to it. So he, like, the lady who ran the brothel was like, don't bring this asshole back. There's something in his eyes I don't trust. And she is a fortune teller. That's important for later. I just like to stop and say I watched Toy Story. And <laughs> you watched a movie about a guy who puts his dick in a box. Yeah. Okay. So um, the the madam doesn't want him to be there, and it was his friend that brought him there because he convinced him to go get laid because his wife was cheating on him or whatever. The main character is completely unlikable. He's rude to everyone. He's rude to his wife. He's rude to his friends. He's rude to strangers. There's nothing about him that's likable. Uh, and he figures out on his own where the, the the brothel was. So he goes back, and even though the lady was like, don't bring him back here, he, when he shows up again, she's like, whatever, I'll take your 60 bucks again. So he sticks his dick in the box again, and afterwards he kills the lady, the, like the lady who runs the brothel for it, and runs away with it. Like, it's just a, a black box, uh, I don't know, about the size of like a 13-inch TV, and on one side there's a hole in the writing, put it in here, with an arrow. So I'm... With the lady being from some miscellaneous country with that Romanian accent, uh, she's clearly of the occult and can cause curses and whatnot. And her uh, guy who was her bouncer says as much. So I'm like, oh, cool. I hope that there's just a severed head in that box, given blowies. So the guy takes, like, he falls in love with this box and eventually he does go ahead and break it open. And he, like, he shacks up in, like, a rented room above a bar. And uh, when he breaks it open, I, like, <laughs> what we find out's in there is just a flesh orb. You're like, oh, cool. It's just a pulsating, gooey flesh orb. Great. Why wouldn't it be that? Because apparently the, the, the gooeyness will also uh, cause uh, an earth-shattering experience. And he falls in love with the orb. And he kills his wife over it. And then, um, like, he starts developing a hideous rash. Uh, he kills his fi- friend who brought him to the b- brothel initially, and the guy who was, like, the bouncer goes on the news and is like, I can help you if you're having a problem. You should come back and whatever. So the uh, the terrible guy goes back to the brothel, um, and his flesh starts, d- like, dissolving. And uh, eventually his the, the bouncer guy makes a new dick box, um, comes up, 
And as this man is melting, pulls off his head and puts his head in the box. So I was right all along, severed head in the box, sucking off dudes. And it was the worst thing I've ever watched so but far. You, but you watched it all, huh? Yeah, I had to know. Well, good for you. It was so, it was so it. dumb and bad. <sighs> done it again. Also, I, I accidentally found the worst chorus ever written for a song. Um, was it related to this? No. Oh, okay. This is separate. But it, there was a TikTok that popped up in my feed at one point, And it was from Megan Thee Stallion's uh, song Body or something. And the, the the chorus is just body, adi, 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 oh. for like way too long. Oh, that's an alright song. It's not. It's bad and dumb. Well, for the millions of dollars, terrible. we'll tell you otherwise. Yeah, good for her. You're writing trash. Um, yeah, I found two terrible things this week. But mostly the uh, the demon dick box was certainly a find. I think the real hero of this week was Invincible. <laughs> was the moral of the story. Did the heavy lifting. It was really great to see something that I enjoyed thoroughly and unequivocally. This guy usually uh, hates. Yeah, it's my thing. I I play it up for here, but I do in in fact not enjoy a lot of things. Like there's a whole list. I he doesn't like himself. He doesn't like other people. Yeah, he just doesn't like. It's hard. I don't. Most of the things Sky likes are Japanese exports, <laughs> or, or imports, I guess, from from our point of view. When I said it the first time, I was standing in Japan sending. Right. I mean, it was in fact exported. Yes. Yeah, I, I'm sure there was more stuff, but I don't recall what it was. I mostly remember Invincible in the movie that I hated. The guy looked in it with his flashlight, and you didn't see, like, a flesh orb, so I don't know what the fuck was in there. It's like, do you really even really want to see what's in there? There's just a series of men coming and putting their dick in a box, man. You gotta stop thinking about it. <laughs> it's gonna drive you batty. It was bad. <laughs> Two Ds. Um, but yeah, that'll probably do it for this week. Don't watch uh, the special. It was dumb. Do watch Invincible. Hell yeah. Or Toy Story 3. Yeah, uh, yeah that one was good. I thought you were saying Toy Story 4 for some reason. Oh. I haven't I mean, seen watch it. watch Toy Story 4. It's fine. It's not bad. I'm sure it's fine. I just don't need to. Well, bad news for us, though. Next week is Cars 2. <laughs> that one is completely unnecessary. Yes. A lot of cars die in that. Um... Yeah, thank you guys very much for listening. You can follow the show at Failed Pop Culture Snowy at the end. You can email the show at popculturefailure gmail.com. You can write and review if you, rate and review is what I meant to say. Uh, you can write a review though if you want. Um, and whatever thing you do that at, uh, we might see it. I don't check it a whole lot. I'll look right now while you talk. That's a good idea. The only reason I knew last week is because the person told me that she had done it. And I was like, oh, I will look for it and then I'll read it on the thing. What's the show called? Our show? Yeah. Uh, Home Improvement. I found with Tim Allen. No. Santa Claus with Tim Allen. Okay, maybe a little. Keep going. Well, I'm at the end of the things that I, oh. I say. Well, you say other the, things. The, the next thing I say is I'm with, at Sandwich Surplus. There's no, there's no new review. Okay, cool. Yes. And then after I say that thing, you have a thing to say. Did you say that thing? Yep. Oh, I didn't know if that was the example of you saying it or if that oh. was you actually saying Well, I am, in fact, at Sandwich Surplus. Oh, and I'm at Midwest Love Affair. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. With another amazing Mighty Ducks episode! Yes. And I might watch another terrible uh, horror movie that I will tell you about, and it may or may not contain a dick box. There's a very low chance of me doing that. <laughs> Although... But we will definitely talk about more Invincible, because it's rad as hell. Heck yeah. Uh, Black Lives Matter, defund the police! Hashtag release the violence guy. <laughs> Stay across. Sticking with that one, huh? Yeah. Let's hear it for the Mighty Ducks! Time to rock and roll!